What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brew Jackets, where I'm your host, Lance. My co-host here with me is Kevin. Likes the Blue Jackets. This is his full name on stream here. If you're listening on the audio, I am at Hefty Duck on Twitter. Also in my little name here on the stream. But welcome in. Welcome all. Uh, we appreciate you being here with us. I know you know, many of you may currently, while we're recording this, be at the uh, uh, like season ticket holder event. Uh, yep. Something like that going on right now. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not able to be there now as Kev. But um yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but I was not able to talk to you a whole lot before the the episode here. Kev, how you been? Doing all right? Yeah, I've been doing, uh, I've been doing pretty good. You know, um, been seeing my nieces a lot recently, so that's been fun. And my brother brought his co- his dog Cooper over for a bit, so that was cool. Um, last uh, last uh, Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday, I was uh, celebrating my uh, cousin's birthday at, at you know a nice bar restaurant in the town I live in. Watched the Blue Jackets played, and you know just a, you know a lot of fun and got kind of planning some fun stuff as well. It's all good. It's all good. Nice. Um, Sean Butcher, uh, our one of our wonderful wonderful viewers, who was a, a viewer last night. I was hosting the Hockey Podcast Networks. Uh, live watch along stream when the Blue Jackets were playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I had a blast. I always love doing that. And uh, Sean's always over there with me. So I appreciate you being here as well, man. Uh, he asked, he says, Hey, Lance, how's it going, dude? It's going pretty well. It's been a crazy, crazy last uh, week and t- week or two. And, uh, you know, finally seeing some, some good come out of it. Although the Jackets were not so good. <laughs> uh, not true. They, they played really good. It's just, it's- the jacket, the blue jacket. Listen, it, it, it's listen. This is a this this has been a theme that we've seen with the Blue Jackets this season. There's there's been games where they play a good, you know, play a good game, and then like in the third period they poo their pants and lose, or they've been on the opposite opposite end of that spectrum where they play two bad periods, play a good third period, and win. Oh, what's up, Santori? How you doing tonight? Uh, Timer Curio in chat says, Lance is a hot mama. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) I appreciate it. My guy, Santori. Um, No, but that's just, you know, unfortunately, how how it's been is either Blue Jackets play two good periods and then poop their pants and lose, or they play two bad periods, but then play a good third period and win. You know, unfortunately. Or they can't catch up. Yeah. Or unfortunately, last night was one of those where they played two good periods, and then they forgot that you have to play the third period to win the game, and then you. Unfortunately. Uh, so Sean Butcher brings up a good point about last night's game. Uh, so he was watching along with me over at the uh, Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, he said, "Once Elvis left net, it all fell apart." Dude, I think so too. It was something. It was so weird. He left net for an illness. So yeah. hopefully. Ooh. Foodie scored the goal and then it went after went down the toilet after yeah. that. Oh man! So Santori here also says Kevin is a spicy tater tot. Yes, nice. I will take nice. that Santori. Good guy, tots, bro. Share Good some. Good guy. Get some tots. Um, Good guy, um, Santori. Good guy. I might be hearing your phone in the background. Oh, hang on a Just second. A little bit. Just a little bit. No, not worried. No worries. No worries. But I'll, I'll go ahead and continue on a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, Sean, that was such a weird, um, 
just a weird sequence of events. I mean, Elvis played a great first period. Uh, Michael Hutchinson, not a bad goalie by any means. Uh, right. Stopped a lot of shots last night. You know, if he would have only had the uh, three regular time goals, not the first one. Um, did they score all four of them on Michael? Okay, well, whatever, then. Uh, it's five. Well, five. Yeah, because they won. Um, I mean, technically speaking, he, I mean, whatever. He stopped a lot of shots. Uh, where we had to have Elvis in, uh, maybe it would have it would have helped. He's been doing a lot better here recently. I made a recent post about that. Um, you know, it's not easy being a goalkeeper for a uh, goaltender, whatever you want to call it, for the Blue Jackets. They just they they let through a record number of shots, and that's just makes it hard. Wears them out. You know, injuries happen. Um, you know, I guess uh, so. Elvis left for for illness. Uh, he came back out to sit on the bench. Uh, you know, pe- jokes were being made around uh, social media. Uh, I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't poop his pants. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you got to be out there for like you can't like go to the back. Like like another player could possibly just like you know get a break and then just run to the locker room. Yeah, you might not be there for a few minutes, but like at least you, like just come back in but anyway uh hope here uh i hope elvis feels better soon because uh we need you guy yeah he's playing a lot more confident uh love to see it can't wait to uh see some more of it that's true but, so pens uh lost 5-4 in overtime last night elvis was ill um then before that, before the pens, there was the Sens when the Jackets lost out five to two. That was a kind of rough game to watch. Um, yes. my, my my one criticism of that is that there the, the 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 Senators' goal that they scored to make it five two, Blankenberg gets a blatant trip and no call, then they score shortly after that, and that yeah. was cool. Very I didn't up- like that at all. That was very upsetting, and I was yelling at my computer watching the game. <laughs> you know, that, that's that, that that's a that's a fucking trip. That's a fucking trip. But you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it just and the thing is, is like that's kind of the killer right there because the third period, the Blue Jackets were playing pretty good. They're building momentum. Looked like they may have scored a goal there, and then you have that, and it just just kind of tanked whatever momentum that they yeah, had the momentum there. just went away from there because everyone was a little dejected from both the non-call because it would have prevented the goal pretty much yeah. um that was uh, uh uh a hard watch especially well okay not middle especially because you know what good for the senators fans they weren't cheering against us well they technically were but like this this chant wasn't this chant was that the fans in the um in the stands at ottawa we're all chanting, we want playoffs. And yeah. that's not really something I think they've gotten to chant for a while, right? No, the last time they made the playoffs was the 2016-2017 season when right. they made it to the conference finals by, by when they played Pittsburgh before getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah. so 2016, that has been um, seven years of grueling you know what we're going through right now is Blue Jackets fans. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a, lot, it's a little sooner than seven years. But um, I do, I do think it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be shorter than that because, in part, the Seth Jones trade helped speed that up a bit because of what they got from that from that trade. Correct, and then also, um, just the the 
the young prospect pool we have to choose right. from and give them two or three years can be incredible. We already have some probably coming up from next year, or we probably do have some coming up for next year. We'll talk about that here a little bit later, though, because um, I want to talk monsters a little bit um, yep. since it's, you know, something that's a little bit like lighter of a note to talk about. <laughs> um, so then the last thing I want to mention about their past games here uh, is they lost 4-2 to the Kraken in Oliver, Oliver Bjorkstrand's return to Nationwide yeah. Arena. Um, and really the theme of a lot of these minus the Penguins game is that they it's not that they didn't play bad. They had their moments where they could play good. It's just those little stretches there where it just didn't work out completely fell apart it's it's inconsistency it's consistent i i believe i named a podcast this earlier in the in the season consistently inconsistent yeah it's uh you know just like last night showed but you know it 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 is what it is uh i guess you know at this point in the season there's no real there's no coming back from it i've gotten immune to the losses pretty much um but their next game is Saturday, the 11th, against the St. Louis Blues. And that one I want them to win <laughs> for two reasons. I, can't, I won't tell you one. I'll tell you afterwards. But the uh, one of the reasons is I'm going to be there in person. Yeah, it's a yeah. home game. And I want to see a win at a home game because uh, last one I went to, they didn't win. And that was yeah. a bummer. But well, uh, I, I know you're not going to say it, but I know the reason why you want them to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, pro- I can probably give it away even too. Like, I did another, like, everyone's probably seen, well, everyone. I guess if you watch the show, you may have seen uh, on the Jacket social media. I mentioned this last week. I did a victory poster there. So I have a oh. couple other games coming up, and uh, they're going to be here and there. But, you oh. know, you can read between the lines of what I'm saying. Uh, so, real quick, uh, the, the talk about the uh, monsters. Out, an outdoor game up in Cleveland, just like Ohio State did with Michigan, looked hmm. awesome. And those blue jerseys, the monsters, oh, had look beautiful. Sick. Yeah. So but good. As I it goes that. in Ohio, of course, the one nice day they had to have was, excuse me, um, was that day. And the sunshine came out. And although it wasn't like very warm at all, or like, like the air wasn't warm the sun was beaten directly down onto the ice so they had to postpone it it was supposed to be at 1 p.m in the afternoon they postponed that shit five hours all the way till six o'clock i saw some people on, on twitter like you know having a good time in cleveland cool but like that just cost like just cost you like a lot of like honestly like if i were there i guess like it's an hour drive for me so like i i would have came back home Spend an hour, like come back home, chill at home for like two hours. That honestly, that would have been cheaper than like you know, staying up in Cleveland for five hours. Like, damn. Uh, whatever. I'm glad everyone at least had a good time who was there uh, and got to go. I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to go, uh, but it is what it is. Monsters and, uh, won three two in overtime. Yeah, against the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins. Unfortunately, the next night they lost to them four to six. But it is what it is. Uh, after that, though, last night's game, I think it was last night, they beat the uh, the Griffins. Oh, yep. shit. Where are the Griffins from? Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. Grand Rapids, yeah. yeah. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Griffins, they beat them 4-7. to seven. I'm sorry, 7-4. to four. Yeah. So, good game. I think they play them again yeah, this Saturday as well or something. And uh, 
yeah tickets for that for monsters are pretty cheap you know uh if you want to have a good time good night it's a fantastic it's really fun to go it's uh i mean it's not quite the atmosphere of nhl uh it's a little more relaxed maybe uh a little like like less attendance of course but um still really fun time really fun time to be there um so yeah that covers the last few games for both monsters and the jackets so let's go ahead and we'll just bite into some meat here of the program so everyone saw the trade deadline hit we saw some go and we saw some come to us so it is what it is business is business but it's sad to see good players go as i quoted on twitter um but yeah uh you can go ahead explain the the whole jonathan quick situation for me kev because i kept up with it it's just yeah because it basically goes like this is that so originally the the blue jackets had a deal in place with boston for vladislav gavrikov and it was supposed to be a first round pick and a third round pick and but it turns out Boston was doing a little shenanigans there and basically making a making the Blue Jackets thinking there was something there when there wasn't because then they turn around and get Dimitri Olaf from the Capitals. Well, that's what was reported. I don't think that Yarmo himself would have been like dejected from that. I think he but, probably had a backup plan, of course, you know. Well, no, no, but I, see, I, but I because of Boston's shenanigans, that help that may prevented him from doing something earlier because it was been reported that Yarma wanted to get stuff done right away. And so, but when you have, you think you have a deal done, you're going to focus in on that and you're not going to listen to any other potential offers that you may have. So then when that Boston shenanigans happened, it took them, you know, it did set them back a bit, but they found a deal with the LA Kings to send Jonas Corposalo and Vladislav Gavrikov to the LA Kings for a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick. But well, it's part, conditional. It is conditional. It's third round pick. So the first round pick is conditional on the, the LA Kings, Kings making the playoffs. playoffs. If, if they, they don't, don't it's the second round second. pick. And if they don't, the third round pick becomes a second because we got Jip on the first round one then, right? Yeah. So. so Crazy. Uh, in order to so all that stuff happens, you get a deal for to LA for Jonas Corposalo, Lazov Gavrikov, the draft picks. But for that to happen, the Blue Jackets had to take on the salary Jonathan Quick to make that happen. So they did. They got Jonathan Quick, and he then it's, uh, didn't seem very happy about going it, to from a playoff potential team to uh, the Jackets. And it's not that he was mad at the Blue Jackets. He was right. mad, at, mad at the Kings and how they handled this because Jonathan, the Kings have a game in Winnipeg. They play the game. They win it. They're on a plane going home to L.A., and Jonathan Quick is on the plane, and that's when he finds out. Damn. And it's, it's just like, wow, okay. It's you know, it's like, I, here's I, a final goodbyes, guys. 16 yeah. years down the fucking drain, huh? Right. See ya. Right. right. And, and he, I think he got some good revenge, though. Because Yarmo did. did him right, he did, and um, but to the Blue Jackets' credit, they 
they found it took them some time, but they found a deal to get Jonathan Quick to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and they get a seventh round draft pick and Michael Hutchinson for that. They retained fifty percent of Quick's salary. Did you? They as did. Well. They so, did. But I'll talk about that here later because those are some did, weird, and, crazy numbers going on right now. And that's just part. And you know. That's just part of the, the, the new game that every team has to do when you're in a flat cap salary cap world because every team is trying to get the money back they lost from coronavirus. And it's going to be that way until after the 2024-2025 season. And it, so then that's basically the Jonathan Quick thing is they get Quick from L.A. and then they ship him to Vegas to get Michael Hutchinson and a seventh-round uh, draft pick. And I and and I said this before on the show is that you know I understand the situation and I'm okay with it. But if the Blue Jackets had kept Jonathan Quick, I would have been okay with it because he would have been a good veteran goalie to have yeah. on your team that he yeah. could have as a mentor to teach Elvis Merzlikens or Daniel Tarasov yeah. or something. Just like you know, get him in a mindset that might uh, you know help them uh, you know just uh, I guess transcend from like good to great. As well, because uh, I mean, Quick has some cups under his belt. I mean, 16 years in the NHL, man. There's uh, if he isn't a coach at some point uh, in his career, then I would uh, I would be a little surprised. But maybe I mean, sometimes you just want to retire and relax. Um, that was pretty crazy. Uh, the whole thing. I mean, so seventh round for Michael Hutchinson, who's played two games now for the Blue Jackets. Um, unfortunately, wait, not first... by not not by design though, right? Right. He was the backup, and we needed the backup. Um, because Elvis Merzlikens gets pulled in the first one, and he gets put in there. And then the second one, Elvis Merzlikens gets sick, so that's why he gets in there. So Michael Hutchinson has yet to have a game for the Blue Jackets where he was the he starts he to be the starter that day. Or a win, unfortunately. But that's uh, just victim of circumstance a little bit. Um, speaking of surf- circumstances, um on a segue into our ad read. <laughs> that was the best segue ever, dude. I, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I hope you all, uh, the listeners and watchers, enjoy that because I that took a long time for me to come up with. A long time. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Uh, I know my buddy Jordan did that. Yeah, he got his he got his bet back. It was pretty cool. Uh, he, he always bets on oh, man all teams. Uh, you know our team that we root for is the Cavs. Okay. And, um, what a what's their schedule looking like currently? Oh, uh, they're playing the Heat tonight. Ooh, hey, that that's gonna be a good game. I mean, the Cavaliers have a much better record than the Heat. Uh, currently, oh, six games ahead anyway. So, I mean, that might be a good one to look at some closer stats to pick apart, do some parlays, you know, pick uh, uh, some players. 
Yeah, pick the Cavs to win. Pretty cool. Cavs to win. I mean, you know, it's not it's not advice, but nope, not nope, nope, not advice. But they look like they're better. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Check it out. Uh, if you know you got any uh, issues with gambling or whatever, check the show notes for, for the details because it's important. Anyway, thank you all for sticking around, listening to us. The ads really help uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, which really helps us in turn. It does. Appreciates. Coincidence. Possibly. Damn, how did I miss that comment till just now? Sorry, Sean. I did not mean to miss your comment from earlier. But um, I don't know. I don't actually know what it was referencing now. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, I don't think it showed up in our app here. Oh, well. Anyway, I want to talk more about some trades that happened. So um, after uh, the whole Gabby Corpy quick Hutchinson trade, uh, we had... Nyquist going to the Minnesota Wild for a fifth rounder in the Jackets retained 50% of his salary. So I thought that was a little little bit light for someone like Nyquist at the same time. Maybe that's all that was biting. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Right. And, and I think him, better I think, than him walking. Right. And I think him getting hurt really kind of hurt. That's you got to take what you can get. Yeah. But the same. So, you know, the, the NHL came out and said that they're going to be scrutinizing uh, teams acquiring LTIR players or IR players, even at all. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, no, they're not going to want him now. Well, he, he, he has planned to come back before the end of a regular season. There is a plan for it. So, um, one, all the best wishes to him. I hope he does well at the Wild. Uh, I guess same with Gavi and Corpy. I didn't mention this earlier. 100% missed. I've been keeping up with them on social media through like the LA King stuff. Um, they have Corpy has a win under his first belt. First game he played for him was a win. Uh, Gavrikov already has a goal there. Like, dude, I, it's looking good for them. I'm going to be rooting for the Kings probably in the playoffs. Uh, you know, because that's yeah, where yes, yes. my favorite are. Make, please, Kings, please make the playoffs so the Blue Jackets get a first round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, one first round draft pick, but then two, um, you know, some uh, some players that uh, you know we watched like grow uh, and you know uh, become like part of the organization. It was such a, I mean, you gotta rip the bandaid sometime. Room has to be made for the new talent that we have coming up and and coming in. You know, for like like Vronkov and um, you know that some other guys like that. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was a little bit light for Nyquist, but um, better than nothing, right? just simply put. And the next one, Yarmo, and you look at the history of Yarmo drafting, he has a history of making good draft picks, and you, when you give someone like that an extra draft pick to play with. Yeah, even fifth round. Even, yeah. even, if, it's a, even if it's a fifth round, it really can be, make, can be a good thing, and he's shown that he can help make a difference with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next trade uh, hurt I, me probably the most just because it, it sucked when he was injured. But uh, that is Jacob Voracek was traded to the Arizona Coyotes for um, a – oh, no, I'm sorry. 
Jake Vorchek and a sixth round pick, right? We're paid, yeah. we're traded for it's John Gillies or Gillies? Gillies. Gillies. Okay. John Gillies, uh, and he is going to be playing for the Cleveland Monsters. Um, so hopefully they make a, a good playoff run, uh, AHL playoff run uh, with him, and they do well. But um, more importantly, I hope Jacob Vorchek is okay. Yes. I, I, one has to assume that getting traded to the Coyotes uh, is a, a signal for that he's retiring. Yes. You know, um, this does, the trade just doesn't make any sense realistically for like him to go all the way out to Arizona play for what like a year or two and then retire. Or I mean, he's probably he could probably play till thirty seven. But with his head injury earlier in the season and his history of head injuries, uh, it just it would not be surprising to not see him play another NHL game. Unfortunately. Uh, that's what a lot of people said is that when you look at the history, what the Coyotes done with some of these contracts is they get contracts at guys that like 99% of the time are not playing again. And they do that because it's because there is there are rules that goes both ways. You can't be over the salary cap, but there's a certain amount that you have to spend to get to that cap floor. And a way that the coyotes, oh, yeah. the, the way that the coyotes do this is that they maneuver their cap by taking on contracts from other teams, from guys that probably are not most likely not going to play again. And that helps them bring them up to the salary cap floor and be cap compliant. Yeah. Which not a bad strategy. One has to wonder. Like about it, it like never really paying off the coyotes yet you know what i'm saying like they just don't want to spend money but they're i don't know it's uh, they, i get it i guess they do have they do have a new the coyotes do have a new owner that's got a lot of money deep money pockets and he's p- pushing he's aggressively pushing to get a new arena for the coyotes <laughs> yeah so the and ownership has been an issue there but that's not really going to be a thing anymore there because they're trending you, in a better direction. Do you know that um, Arizona actually has a winning record at home this year at Mollard Arena? Yeah. The right. college arena? Like, good for those fans. Good for yeah. them. I mean, they're about in the same boat as we are. So it's like, but like I said before, home games just matter more. <laughs> that's they where do. You, that's like where the people who support you the most are. Um, you know, I mean, I thought the arena looked cool when the Blue Jackets played there. Yeah, I honestly, I thought it looked kind of neat. Uh, the angle was slightly lower. That kind of bothered me a little bit just because I'm so used to, like, like, uh, like just the depth. The depth perception yeah. was a little yeah. bit off. When I remember watching the game when the Blue Jackets were there, it just seemed more zoomed out than what it normally is. Right. And I'm like, is it more zoomed out or is it bigger than it normally is? I don't know. But other than that, it looked cool, you know? Yeah. And I, dude, earlier in the season, um, every seat in the entire building had like a jersey on it, I think. Like the, like the Coyotes, because there's not as many people, right? So they can afford to do shit like that. Like, yeah. good for them, for taking care of their fans, whatever. I don't even want to, I don't know why I'm, blowing smoke up Arizona's ass right now, but um, you know, good for them. Uh, if Voracek 
does happen to play there. Yeah. Good luck to him. Good luck. Uh, I just hope you're healthy uh, for you and your family. He, I mean, he went to go live back at home already this year. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, As he was seen at a hockey game in the Czech Republic recently. Oh, really? Nice. That's cool. Uh, it's good to know that he's like active and, and, and like out there and still able to do things like because like, I don't know. We just don't really know the extent. Uh, it's never really been released. Um, I think maybe after the season, we might we might find out, you know, once the official retirement uh, announcement comes in or whatever. So um, but so some people left. Uh, some people were welcomed into the Blue Jackets organization recently. Um and one of those is uh, Corson Kuhlmans. Yes, Corson uh, Kuhlmans is there. So in 2021, the Blue Jackets had three first-round draft picks in the 2021 NHL draft. That was the draft where they got Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, and the third first-round draft pick was Corson Kuhlmans, picked with number 25. And Corson Kuhlman's for a bit now, he's been seen as one of the Blue Jackets' top defensive prospects that they have. He's The last two seasons, he's played his college hockey at Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes, and um, he is seen as, you know, a guy, a top four, top six guy, and he's kind of like the more modern NHL defenseman, a dude that can play both offense and defense, can score goals, is more of that two-way style game that you're seeing more and more of in today's NHL where it's Defenseman who can right. score. Defenseman who can score but also can play defense. It's yeah, not- and good passing. Like it's just – it's becoming much more of an all-rounded uh, area, which right. uh, is, is, you know, since other people are doing it, it's needed for other t- for other teams to do it. You know, you can't, you can't just be – you know, doing one job in the game. Right. Yeah, that is the thing. Years ago, if you were a defenseman, you probably weren't scoring much. You were more of the defensive defenseman variety. There's still some of those left in the NHL, but more and more it's becoming you need those defensemen to be the, you know, the two-way type that can do both offense and defense. I could probably point one out in our team, but I do love them to death. I won't, I won't pick on them. Oh, Eric, Erica Branson, he's more of that defensive. He's just defense. straight, almost defensive, brick wall oh. type. And, you know, that's what part of why his stats do get so low. But I, I don't I don't, I don't know. The stats don't yeah. lie in a way, but it also doesn't tell you the, the full story. That so. style of play is what the Blue Jackets needed. They needed someone like that, a dude that you're not going to fuck with. And you're yeah. not fucking with a dude that's 6'5", 220. And, you know, yeah, because people like still fight um, – Excuse me. Sorry for the burp there. Uh, people still fight uh, Olivier all the time. They'll always accept it. Uh, lately here, though, like nobody's like, I don't know. I, it just seems like towards the end of the season, people have laid off the big, big hits. People have laid off, you know, um, the just like, I don't know, slightly illegal things a bit. Like, I don't know, like Nylander doing that, uh, like, you know, hit. like trying to hit Nick. Blankenberg in the face with a stick was pretty fucked up. Um, but we have not seen much of that <laughs> since we have had those other two on the team. I mean, I just, yep. you know, I just remember seeing just like little, little, uh, I don't know, just like that little shitty shit that you can kind of get away with. Like, yep. you know, when he cross checks someone, like, I don't know, cross checking like 
Like, but no, well, you're right, Happy Duck, know. because a perfect example of that is last season, the Blue Jackets are in Montreal. Cole Sillinger scores an empty net goal, and they'd eventually go on to win that game. And right after Cole Sillinger scores the empty net goal, a dirty hit gets put on him, and no one from the Blue Jackets does anything. And that's a big big reason why they went out and got Olivier and Gabranson because they need people that can help with that side of the game. Because like perfect I mean them. Jenner he can't he can he's a super tough guy. He can he kind of stepped in that role a tiny bit last year. But do you remember the Jackets really having like a like a fight last year? Like there had to have been one. Didn't Lina get in a fight? Lina's a big dude. I wouldn't want to mess with him. Oh but there now, had to have been something. There were some there were some fights, but it just didn't happen as much because again, they you really last year they you didn't really have that guy that you could count right. on or to two. Do or now now they got two. They can sick our goons on you. Better watch out, other hockey teams. <laughs> um so Tim, anyway. But Tim Bernie, he, if in the more recent games, Tim Bernie, he's been a little bit more of that because you notice that when there's a lot of stuff in front of the net, he mm-hmm. he just doesn't give two shits about it, and he just no. pushes people down. And he's and some of them are just kind of stupid, and he's got some stupid penalties because of it. Yeah. But it's nice to see that he's he, learning. He's learning, so he knows better now. But it's good to see he has that little aggressiveness. I've been oddly impressed with his. I I really didn't even like hear his name much before this season, um, but like I've been pretty impressed with the, with his play. When he first came in, I was at like one of his like his very first game, and from what I saw, he like played kind of timid, which understandable for like a new guy to the NHL. You're playing like safe. You're trying to play as safe as possible. You're not putting yourself out there, and, and we're seeing him uh, grow more confident. And hold on, I gotta bring this all back real quick. We we're talking about Kulamans, okay. Yep, he signed a uh, three-year yeah, yeah. entry-level contract and um, a PTO uh, with the Monsters for the rest of their season. So, is that is he allowed to play in the playoffs then for him? Yes, it's because okay. the the Blue Jackets did a similar thing with Zach Wierenski. So Zach Wierenski, he played two years at Michigan. And then when he was done playing at Michigan, he joined the Monsters towards the end of the 2015-2016 season. He played some games in the regular season with the Monsters, and then when the Monsters made the playoffs and eventually won the Calder Cup, Zach Wierenski played in all those games as well. So that's the thinking with Corson Kuhlman's on this one, is that they're giving him some games to play with the Monsters, and that in the event that the Monsters play uh, make the playoffs, then they'll give him some games to play in the playoffs, just like they did with Zach Wierenski. Right on. Yeah, I mean, dude, and that team was awesome. We saw that team grow up. Um, very few are still on the team now, um, but um, kudos to all of those guys. They uh, they won the uh, Calder Cup that year, right? Yeah, and and from if you were a Cleveland sports fan uh, in the, in that in an eight-day time span, it was pretty good for you because the Monsters won the Calder Cup, and then eight days later, the Cavs won the championship. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, like, and think about this, you know, the guy who owns the Cavs also owns the Monsters, so, like, he maybe he's hanging out at, like, a party. It's like, oh, 
hey, Dan, how's your how's it been going? Oh, nothing much. You know, just my minor league hockey team and my basketball team both won championships. Just all the teams that play in the building that I own um, just happened to uh, – well, maybe he doesn't own it, but maybe does. I don't know. Just happened to win championships. How's your minor league hockey team and, and, and NBA team doing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, so I mentioned uh, gains in players, loss in players. Um, let's talk about a couple other players we just lost recently. Uh, Sean Corrali, oblique yeah. strain, six weeks from March 3rd, so which done. the timeline puts him back at April 14th, the last game of the Blue Jackets season. Yeah. He's not coming back this year. Yeah. Don't. Please don't, Sean Corrali. Please go heal yourself fully, completely. Come back, recharge, refresh for next year. Uh, that's, you know. that's a big hit for the Blue Jackets because Corrali's been such a good third, fourth-line guy for the Blue Jackets this season. And that line of Corrali, Robinson, and Olivier has been so good. And it's been a very dependable mm-hmm. line that Brad Larson has thrown out in just, just about any situation. You know, if you need a defensive stop, you're up a goal. You need to stop this team in the third period, a minute to go. You throw them out there. Penalty killing, defensive situations. You need you need to get going in the offensive zone. They're perfect for that. So, had not having Sean Corrali, that's going to hurt them. Um. So, not having Sean Corrali also does open up yet another spot. And who took that spot? Other than none other than uh Lane Peterson. Peterson. So, uh, it was funny because last night it was Peterson on one team and Peterson on the, on the other, right? Yeah. Um. So that was pretty funny, but uh, he got a goal, right? That, he that, did. That, that's his first uh, goal as a Blue Jacket, right? Yes, first goal as a Blue Jacket, and it was a great play by him. It was he thought, you know, listen, they always you see this with some players where there's some, there's a shot on net, and then a player they skate by the net, and then they don't get to the puck, and then the puck gets cleared out, and then that's it. But and what they always but and they always tell players this is that if you see a guy shoot the puck and it's by the net, stay by the net because you don't know what could happen. A puck could come loose and then you have a chance to jam it in there. And to Lane Peterson's credit, that's exactly what he did. Blue Jackets shoot the puck, goalie saves it, puck comes loose, and Peterson shoots it, you know, jams it in, you know, shoots it in. So a great play by him. So he got his first goal. As, as a Blue Jacket. Also oh, got to yeah. give credit to Jack Rosovic, that sweet pass he did to Patrick Line for the third goal. And oh, like, dude. I'm like, I'm like looking at him like, oh, he's going to shoot it. He's going to shoot it. And then he turns like, oh, my God, what are you doing? you got to <laughs> shoot it. And then he passes it to Line and Line scores. I'm like, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> great great uh, shot, sure. Line. Yeah. Um, uh, just real quick. Uh, I want to mention two other players that are maybe probably not going to be showing up on the Blue Jackets roster again this year. Um, and that is uh, Yegor Chinikov and Karsten Meyer. They yep. like possibly they could get called up, but they're playing on the Monsters now. Also noted, Cole Sillinger was papered, traded, is what we call it. Or like he was sent, he was sent down. Yeah, paper move. He was sent down to the Blue Jackets for a paper move, uh, anticipating hopefully their. Uh, you know, uh, foray into the playoffs. And the reason for that is that, you know, Carson Martin, Jaeger, Chinikov, the types of guys you do want to have on your team. 
But the issue is this was brought up by Yarmouk Kekalainen when the Blue Jackets had their trade deadline show uh, this past Friday, which is after, starting after the uh, the starting after the deadline, the NHL has a rule that you can only have four call-ups per player, and they already burned one by using Cole Sillinger by sending them down for the paper move and calling them back up. And oh, do no. you and do you want to risk those three ones that you have by calling the players and just in case you need it? You don't want to be in a situation where you do have to play these games and finish out the season where you used up your call, all your call-ups and now someone goes down and now you can't really do anything. So that's a big reason why those two guys are down there. It's also a big reason why Kent Johnson and Krill Marchenko did not get the paper move because a lot of people suggested that, including like people like Aaron Portsline and stuff, which is maybe the Blue Jackets would, for a paper move, send Krill Marchenko and Kent Johnson down with Cole Sillinger as the paper move to get them ready for that playoff experience if the Monsters made the playoffs. But Yarmo said that they they didn't want to risk that, so that's why they stayed up, because you don't want to burn those uh, call-ups just in case you need them. Yeah, right. Um, you know, good luck to them uh, playing down there for the Monsters, but then also, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see Cole Sillinger maybe play in the uh, AHL playoffs as well. It'll be pretty right. dope. Um, been so, pretty Carson Meyer and Chinikov have been pretty good for the Monsters since they got back down there. <laughs> yep, been pretty, um, pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, here's some people that have been pretty good for the Jackets lately, which we don't hear their names much. Um, we got a little bit of time here left. Uh, I won't, won't just want to you know, talk about this uh, a little bit. Uh, Bemstrom and Foodie. Mm. Yes, yes. They got some goals. They got some assists. Like they've like stepped up their game. Like the last two games. Like I guess, you know, it's like because uh, uh, I was listening to um, the Monday Mailbag or something like that with the. Uh, Bob McElligot and yeah, he, does, did the he blatantly page. was like, "Yo, I'm not really sure, like, uh, why uh, they're on the team." I, he, I'm paraphrasing. He did not say that, but he yeah. said something kind of along those lines. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what? That's well, rough, but it's not wrong." Yeah, it. But you know, it, you know, because listen, it comes down to you. Listen, those guys have shown some promise that they can be good, so you do want to give them that chance. But on t- and. These guys, if you get sent them down, there's a chance they may lose them on waivers. So that's another reason why they're true with the Blue Jackets that you don't want to lose them for nothing. So if you do move them, it's probably more of an off-season move where you probably get like a draft pick or something. But they're just not very consistent. Yeah, that's been the issue here a lot lately. Both of these guys, they unfortunately fit in. They're in a spot where. They're pro- they're better, and they've shown this with the monsters and other places that they play. Which is when they're given top six minutes, they're awesome because that's more of the player that they are. But they're in a situation where you, who are you going? And I've said this many times in regards to many players on the show: is who are you going to take out for these players to get bumped up? And the answer is, generally speaking, you're not going to do that. And for, and for you to do that, these guys have to play really good so point so much to the point 
that you can't say no to them and say, like, I have to play these guys higher in the lineup. Kind of what Krill Marchenko and Kent Johnson have done with yeah. the Blue Jackets. You have to have something mm-hmm. like that. And unfortunately, they're not doing that. And that's the position that both Liam Foody and Emil Benstrom are stuck in, is that <laughs> they're guys that would be better suited to be playing higher in the lineup. But who are you going to take out? You're not. You're not taking anyone. Yeah, out. not for them, realistically. Not to be, even be offensive or anything. Um, you know, another person who's been doing real well. Uh, like I said, I just want to get through this really quick because I got a couple things to add here at the end, and we are uh, over time officially now. So, um, uh, Roslovic plus three goals recently. Uh, absolutely awesome for Roslovic because his numbers aren't that good this year as well. And Marchenko, he got another assist. Oh, that good for that, him. That Crazy assist. numbers. Listen, that assist he had this past Saturday against Ottawa was a great play by him because Ottawa has Fantastic. the puck. Ottawa has the puck, and they think they're getting it out. And right at the last moment, Marchenko picks off the pass, and then he quickly passes it over to Line. And Line shoots it with a great shot, and you know, and scores. Yeah, it was great. You know, great to see. Crazy. Um. So we've been talking about welcoming players, talking about um, players going out, uh, a few players I'm looking forward to next year, uh, welcoming them back. Uh, one being uh, Rowenski. He was spotted on the ice at an optional skate. Now, this is not like something he's like not going hard. He's not coming back this season 100% sure, but um, it's good to know that he's uh, doing well uh, and it's just getting better on his uh, physical therapy and stuff. And I agree. Someone else I'm looking to um, forward to welcome back that was in some recent news was Alexander Texier. He's confirmed for next year, from what I understand. Um, excellent. I, I'm so glad he's able to be back. He did so well over in the Swiss League this year. He had some great numbers over there. And so, the thing um, about Texier is that last before he left last season, he was really starting to come on, and you could see him starting to blossom and to, you know, a real good player, you could, you know, he could really start to see it. And then unfortunately, you know, it kind of goes down the toilet for him because, you know, he breaks his hand and that takes him out. And then eventually he, unfortunately for him has, you know, the, the issues going on in his personal life where he had to go back home. But if the Blue Jackets can get that Texier that they had, whether from, whether it be in the playoffs against both, my, uh, against Tampa Bay and Toronto, or the Texier that was playing last season, they're going to be they're going to be in good shape. Yo, buddy. Uh, so looking forward to them. Uh, so that'll be next year. Our next podcast is going to be uh, on March the fifteenth. Correct. That's going to be one week from today, as usual. Uh, wait, are the Blue Jackets playing that day? No. Okay, cool. Very rarely they have Wednesday games. Yeah. But I looked uh, at the schedule. The Blue Jackets don't have uh, any more Wednesday games this season. Oh, good. Then we will probably be Wednesdays for the rest of the season. A couple games they do have coming up March 11th uh, versus the St. Louis Blues. I will be there. Um, I will be posting on Twitter during the first intermission. I'm going to go down to the cannon and I'll try to meet people around there um just you know fist bump hey how you doing what's up maybe we'll chat a little bit it'd be totally cool um and whatnot uh we have a random ass comment here uh, as we're 
wrapping up the show a little bit. Uh, Killer Beast 2508 says Bruins win the Stanley Cup for Nick Foligno. That'd be all right. I'd be cool with yes. that. I would yeah. love to see Nick get a cup. I would yes. be so cool with me. Like he deserves it. Uh, in my opinion, he's one of the like. Did you see? So like, even though he's injured right now, he still gave uh one of like the new traded players like a ride to the a ride to practice and stuff. Like picked him up and like showed him around and like, dude, that that's just the kind of guy Nick Foligno is. Uh, I miss him so much all the time, but you know, probably won't see him here again. You're not wrong, but so March 11th against the St. Louis Blues and March 14th against the San Jose Sharks. So that'll be two games before you see you guys see us again. Um, hopefully, we'll have some cool like videos or pictures from the uh, the game on Saturday. And uh, so, just to cap her off uh, here, Kev, I'm going to give you uh, the stand to uh, close out. Uh, and whatnot, because uh, you have something cool coming up too here uh, in about a month and a week. Yes, I do. And before I get to that, I'll just say one more thing: is that recently the Blue Jackets had their kids takeover day, and of course, Stinger. <laughs> yeah. You know, so obviously, like Stinger was there, and then you had mascots from Reds, Bengals, Browns, uh, Cavs, and then mascots from the Stars and the Blackhawks were there as well. You know, it was a fun time and everything. Looked pretty cool just when I saw from the pictures and <laughs> watching the game and everything and everything. So it was cool. Yep. Blue Jackets won that game 6 5, pretty fun. And then this past Sunday, uh, Stinger, he was in Carolina for the uh, Hurricanes kid, Kids Takeover Day. So he was, hanging, <laughs> you know, he was there hanging out with a bunch of other mascots and enjoying the game. So that was pretty cool. So, anyways, you are right, Hefty Duck. And, uh, yeah little over a month i do have something fun planned which is my blue jackets group union blue soldiers has a march we're doing another march we're marching on to nationwide arena to cheer on the blue jackets it's friday april 14th 2023 our bar is six o'clock p.m so eastern which uh, we're in ohio so like yeah it would be six o'clock eastern but you know <laughs> Eastern time, you know, but hey, um, so come join Union Blue Soldiers and join us for our march. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It's a fun time. Our march has been featured on TV. It's been, you know, it's been on the Internet. It's been talked about on the radio. The, the Blue Jackets have done the last two marches with us. Stingers come. It's a fun time. We get about, let's say, 50 to 100 people last two times about closer to 200 it's a lot of fun so join nice. union blue soldiers for our march it's not too long of a walk either yeah. <laughs> it's not short walk uh so join union blue soldiers for our march friday april 14th 2023 six o'clock p.m our bar we're marching on to nationwide arena to cheer on the blue jackets also go check out union soldier our new beer made by Endeavor Brewing. It's a fun Blue Jackets themed beer that Union Blue Soldiers has that's made by Endeavor Brewing. Go check it out. It's available at many bars in the Columbus slash Columbus area, available at many stores in the Columbus slash Columbus area. You can go to Endeavor Brewing, get it on tap, or you can get it in a four pack or a case. I brought four cases of this home to share with my family and friends here in Illinois. They love it. They think it's a great beer. You can try it too. So try Union Soldier. 
Try it today. Do the thing. Try you. Do it. Do it now. Just do it. And check out Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. Go check out Union Blue Soldiers. Hell yeah, brother. They're on all social media, as are we. Don't forget to check out the Brew Jackets. Um on uh we're all we're everywhere we're, not, we're our biggest platform is on twitter but we're also uh we're on facebook we're on twitch we're on uh youtube uh you know the best way to follow along is on twitter uh as always but uh facebook uh you know we try to keep up with uh you know as much as we can but uh that one's a little rough to get to sometimes you know, yeah uh but yeah other than that um Go check out Hefty Ducks art that the Blue Jackets do when they beat Buffalo. That is so oh, yeah. goddamn cool. Yeah, go check it out. Um, it's on th- both the Blue Jackets Facebook and their Twitter. I think on Facebook you might be able to search for it easier. Um, and I would search for like um, off the draw is yeah. what they call it. Hence, you know, draw the off the draw. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's called that, and it is. It's basically a victory poster for um, when a. Uh, when the jackets get a win uh, against a team, uh, mine was uh, against the Buffalo Sabers. So go check it out. It was a boatload of fun. I loved everyone I got to work with. It was a uh, really nice. Everyone was super cool. Um, you can also check out my Instagram, I guess, for some more art stuff uh, at Hefty Duck. Uh, well, it's just Hefty Duck on Instagram. Um, check me out on Twitter at Hefty Duck. Uh, other than that, my name's Lance. This was Kevin. Other yeah. direction. Sorry for the audio listeners. I was pointing at Kevin. Um, and this was the Brew Jackets. Check out Brew Jackets. Jackets. Do it. And check out Happy Duck's sweet art that's like really cool. Do it. Do it. Check us out. Leave a like, smash, follow, subscribe. Do it. Do the things. Do all the things. We appreciate it. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night.